Megan, hello. It is so good to see you. I'm trying to contain my excitement. You know, I'm very honored to speak with you after Meg the Stallion. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise, Taylor. Admiration is beautiful. How surprised were you after that video? I mean, did you know that she was going to be the person announcing you? Walk me through the moment that you saw it all. No, I I did not know that the Megan was uh, going to be introducing introducing me. I was immediately. I was like, I had the best one on the team. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Crystal had Crystal had Little Wayne. That honestly, that was pretty good. But like, <laughs> Meg Stallion, come on. Yeah, and I mean. Just the Megan connection. It was so perfect. Love that moment for you all. I watched that whole thing and it was just really nice to see you all get all of the love that you deserve. And I mean, for you, it is your fourth Women's World Cup appearance. I want to talk a bit about how your role has changed every year that you've done the Women's World Cup and also just where you're at in life has changed every year that you've done it. So starting with year one and then go through them, can you put a title to the role that you had in those years? Oh, man. Um, My first World Cup was a little tough, to be honest. Um, I was basically a starter, like all the way uh, leading up to the World Cup. And without that much conversation, uh, Pia, at the time, uh, I got benched, like literally like two and three days before. I mean, I've always been much more of a gamer than, you know, practice like what are we talking about I've learned to practice a lot better uh, and understand the importance and the, and the value and in practice you can't actually play the games unless you practice well but that one was tough because I felt like um, I should have been a starter I felt like I should have been playing but I just took the opportunities that I had and uh, you know a little like kind of personal victory in that World Cup was uh, you know working my way back and you know when the final came about uh, you know, I was in the starting 11 and, and on the field and impactful in that way. I mean, I think for, for me, it's like, was kind of my introduction to the world in terms of like, this is, this is who I am. This is kind of like what, what kind of player I am. I love the big moments. Um, of course there's pressure and of course you're nervous. I'm, you know, I'm not like a cyborg or anything, but I love it. I think it's so much fun. It's like, you don't do all this work and sacrifice and, uh, you know, all the BS you have to do to be an elite athlete. Like that's the payoff is, is getting to play in front of these stadiums and getting to play in front of these fans and be in those moments. Obviously I had the crazy game against Brazil. It's still like, I just like, it's just ridiculous that, that whole game and, um, the cross to Abby and everything. So that was like, yeah, I guess allow me to, to, uh, introduce myself to the world. Second one, honestly, it felt like a home world cup, you know, with it being in Canada, but, but so close to the U S um, stadiums are red, white, and blue everywhere we went, you know, that one was, was tough. I didn't feel like we always played that well, but it was just like, you know, quintessential U.S. finding a way to win all of those games. You know, definitely in, in 2019, that was like the, uh, a crowning moment of my career. I felt yeah. like everything kind of came to, together, like my personality, everything that we were fighting for off of the field, you know, coming through, you know, 2016 and 17, where I feel like uh, I, was, I was, you know, if I would have went away, that would have been like, awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, go, go ahead and keep going away. 
So having to like <laughs> fight, fight through that moment. Yeah. They, they were like, cool girl, uh, feel free to not come back. But obviously like, you know, what it meant to be, you know, fighting for equal pay and what it meant to kneel with cap and, you know, come alongside the WNBA players and being a part of definitely in the U S but I feel like in a world that was just dramatically changing very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, dyeing my hair pink, like at all. I feel like that was like a real culmination of like, this is, this is who I am. This is all the things that I want to embody the embodiment of joy, but also the embodiment of, of fighting for things off the field and expressing who I am and being able to be a, a much sort of like fuller person in that way. And, you know, the tournament was incredible, crazy games. And obviously having, you know, president tweeting at like hate tweeting at us but also i was like you seem kind of into it so i'm not really sure what's happening <laughs> yeah, like, but you're seems, watching <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like oh, it seems like you're tuned in sir <laughs> so that was you know just i think that's just like one of gonna be like one of the most incredible moments of my entire life like you can't write that script any better uh you know being able to score in the world cup final and um, having the whole stadium chant equal pay and and doing it like with like my group of players like that was like our generation like some of my best friends uh were on that team so that was really special obviously now you know i'm on the the megan rapino end of the age gap which apparently starts at Alyssa and ends at me uh as alex said it's a way different, yeah, it's a, it's a way different um, experience. I mean, obviously, you sort of said you've talked about my role changing a lot. I've talked about that a lot. Um, it's going to look way different. I won't probably be on the field as much as I was in, in past times, but um, still feeling like I can have a lot of impact. And this one, I feel like, is just going to be really special. Everything we've been fighting for for the last, you know, really like eight years, the past two World Cups have been so focused, uh, particularly 2019, so focused on breaking through the wall or breaking through the ceiling and like really like grabbing hold of that progress. I feel like we've done that now. And now it's like, okay, and this is what we can do. Like, this is what we've been saying all along. This is like an opportunity, I think, for everyone to see us, not not an opportunity for us to show, opportunity for everybody who's been late to the party to come and watch what's been amazing the whole time. Absolutely. And so with that being said, is it fair to say that maybe you feel lighter this World Cup just because of what it allows you to focus on in this moment? I think in ways, yeah. In ways I feel lighter. Ways it feels more like, okay, we can just like go out and play and enjoy ourselves um, and, and really just like enjoy what an incredible tournament this would be. It's like I already know. All the, all the Women's World Cups are better than the last one. Um, and I don't think this would be any different, but even just like the ticket sales coming in more prize money, like where it'll be, I think as well, Australia, New Zealand, or like, you know, rival America for like insanity when it comes to sporting culture. So I think like that <laughs> level of intensity and just like interest will really be there. But then sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm old. I know a lot. Like I'm like thinking about all the things that I know and like, are we doing this? Are we doing this? Are we doing this? So sometimes I'm just like, okay, you don't need to think about everything. You can't control everything. Like I'll try to prepare myself and the team, you know, as much as possible. But like ultimately you got to go out and kick the ball and, you know, do what you do (laughs) on the field. And I think, you know, looking back at my past World Cups, like the best thing is to just be unburdened and to just play. Like we have so much talent on the team. We have so many new players. We have so much personality and like spice out there on the field that 
It's just like, let everybody chill and go do their thing and really just like enjoy every moment for what it is because it's incredibly special. Yeah. You know, I love hearing you talk about the past World Cups and just where you were at in those moments in time because the World Cups kind of have served as markers on your journey, both for you personally, but also everybody that is observing you because at this point you have just seen so much. And I was listening to a podcast that you did with some teammates and in it, they called you their wisest, most trusted teammate. And your response to them was, well, yeah, it's because I've made so many mistakes. So what mistake that you have made in your career did you learn the most from? You always come with a hard hitters, Taylor. Um, <laughs> gosh, mistake. I mean, what mistakes? I feel, I feel like I've made all, every mistake. I mean, just like in, in, in general. Um, I think, I mean, it's tough. It's, uh, I've been through like so many relationships with coaches, obviously. Uh, you know, I wrote about that in my book. Jill and I had a little bit of a strained relationship. So I think some of the, you know, some of the ways that I handled that or just feeling like things are so stressful in the moment, which I think sometimes you just can take a step back and not have to like worry so much. Things will sort of figure, figure itself out. We're not like doing rocket science here. We're just going out and, and playing a game that we, that we all love so much. One mistake I keep repeating is packing way too much. I have so much stuff and <laughs> I, I'm not going to need it all, but that's fine. But I think just, I don't know if I've made this mistake, but I feel like what I want to tell the younger players, like really, really enjoy every moment, celebrate these moments. You don't get to go back and celebrate. You don't get to go back and enjoy these moments. Like whether it's making the World Cup team for the first time and just like celebrating that and being happy, let yourself like feel that joy or scoring your first goal in a World Cup or scoring a goal in a World Cup is special. Um, winning different games, making it to different stages. Like, I think that's something that this team has always done a really good job of. But um, I know for myself, that's been important to me. Like, you can take the moment. It doesn't mean you're not focused, like not not sort of onboarding those whack narratives from, you know, people who've never been in that position. Like you need to celebrate and enjoy every single moment. Like it, it gets hard at times. And I feel like being able to balance that with the joy and when the, with the excitement and just with kind of like feeling what you're feeling is, is really important to being successful in the end. Like you can't just be focused for, you know, 40 days straight. We're going to be on this trip forever, more than 40 days. We're going to be on this trip for like two months. But the World Cup is, mm -hmm. you know, just over a month long. And like, you can't just stay focused the whole time. Like I've been in this a long time. That's bullshit. Like that doesn't, doesn't work like that. Like elite athletes don't operate like that as much as, you know, right. some people want to say that, say that they do. And like, you need that balance and you need to let loose and you let your hair out and you need to relax a little bit and just enjoy every moment. Yeah, you got to have the moments where you can kind of just be alone, debrief. You're already compartmentalizing so much as an athlete that you have to have those those times you step away and just being present um, and feeling present. Um, for this World Cup, your coach said, Megan is going to have different type of minutes. What do you hear when you hear that? I mean, I've been used to being a, you know, being a starter, you know, one of the kind of obvious names on, on the team sheet every game. And that's going to look really different. Um, I think in general, our, 
you know, game to game roster could be very different. Like, and just looking back 2019, all of us had played together for so long. It was pretty like really 2017, 18 and 19. It was like, this is, this is the team. This is rotations, all that. It was, it was much more clear. I think we're going to have to be really nimble. I think we're going to have to really be like, finger on the pulse during the games of what's happening. Like if we're up to nil, like I'm not going into the game, you know, like I'm not going to be playing in those <laughs> games, but if we're tied or we're down or we need a different kind of spark, um, that's what it's going to look like. So I, I think it's, I don't really know. And and to be honest, I don't, I don't think Blacko really knows. And I think we're, we're cool with that. Like for me, whatever impact I can have, whenever I'm called upon. Um, and I think, you know, being able to draw from my experience, like, I'm going to want to play all the time. Everybody wants to play all the time. Obviously, it's not that I, I don't want to play all the minutes, but, you know, I'm, I'm confident and, you know, we have such a great relationship and such like open communication. Like if I get used, it's because it's, I'm the best person to be used in that moment. And if I don't get used, then like my impact will be, be the same. Um, I think that's, you know, something that's really unique about this tournament is that regardless of whether you're playing or not, like you're so important to the sort of overall like vibe and emotional, mental, physical, like health of the team. Like it's really important that those players like keep everyone together because it is hard and it doesn't go individually the way that everyone would like 11 players start and we get five subs not everybody's going to play not everybody's going to play every minute not everybody's going to score every goal so you know people have different roles and I feel like to be honest I feel like if I can accept my role I don't hear nothing about anybody else accepting any kind of role so I feel like it's a it's a good example and like really Yeah, like really understanding that it takes, it's cliche, but it really takes everyone like diving into their role 100%. And I just like guarantee you, if we win at the end, like it's all worth it. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, that's really interesting that you said that when you were like, you know, if I have accepted my role, I feel like everybody can because I agree. And when you really step back and think about the role, that that acceptance part of it, has it been hard? Has it been easy? You know, whenever I think about athletes who obviously have had such great and storied careers, when that moment comes where it shifts a little bit, I always wonder how big of a hurdle it is to switch your mind to that switch as well. I, I think the the tougher part about it for me was like just coming to terms with like, I can't do everything physically that I used to, or that I might want to, you know, I feel like obviously the mental part, I just keep getting better up here. And sometimes when the mental and physical doesn't, doesn't always translate perfectly with each other, that is more the frustrating part. I think as this type of elite athlete, having national team and, you know, our league in the NWSL be such a huge part of what we do. It's not like the World Cup's every four years and we get together a few weeks before and that's kind of the only thing. We're together a lot. And so to be able to have my NWSL experience where I'm still playing a lot and can still like contribute, you know, so much and be starting and playing a lot of the games, uh, you know, that kind of makes it easier on the national team where I'm not doing that or I'm not, you know, playing all of the minutes. But I feel like for me also, like, I'm just realistic in that, like, I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to play nine minutes or seven games in a row or six games in a row or even five games. So I yeah. think I can still be really impactful, especially as an offensive player. Uh, you know, we make those subs late in the games or coming for 30 minutes or 15 minutes or be able to take a half, whatever it is. Um, I think I'm just, like, realistic in that, like, hey, I can still contribute a lot 
you know, maybe not as much as uh, I'm used to or as much as I used to before. But also, I don't really need to because we have all of these players that are incredible. And, you know, to bring a player off the bench that has the kind of experience and that has, um, you know, the type of game that I have is really unique. Oftentimes you're bringing, you know, players off the bench that are, that are younger or that don't have as much experience. So I feel like it's a, it's a unique balance at an offensive position. Obviously Vaco has put, you know, a ton of trust in me to, to even, you know, bring me or have me a part of the group and just understanding this kind of unique position that I can have. So it's not, you know, the easiest thing. I think just getting older and, you know, it takes twice as long to do the same thing for your body. It takes twice as much work to <laughs> do the same do the same thing all the time. We talk about Susan all the time. Shout out to Susan Bordenshaw and Natalie Bupre. I mean, just, you know, they're just incredible and working with us as, as our bodies change and as the limitations and things arise. But, um, you know, I feel like I can still be really impactful and uh, still get out there and, and do what I do. Yeah, no, you absolutely can. I, I appreciate your your honesty there um, with how it has gone for you. Just two more questions for you. I know that we are a bit short on time. As I was prepping for this, obviously, I would see your 2019 photo so much. It is so iconic. So I thought, okay, I want you to give me your top most iconic sports photos, including yours. So give me three more that really stick out for you. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness. This one's tough. I know it's hard. There's so many. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think Michael Jordan in Utah after a massive push off on Byron, Byron Scott, (laughs) was that who was? Brian something. I can't remember. That's an iconic one with the hand up. Steph Curry's got like 20 of them. I mean, the ring, you know, all the shimmies. Um, Sue, top of the key against Phoenix in 2018. Iconic. Yes. There's got to be one of Stewie just like doing that. Yeah, the little show. Asia at the press conference with the with the goggles with the goggles on Just the side. Kelsey Plum that, in the back. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, I that, love it. That's iconic. Yeah, and then yeah, I'll, I'll put mine in there. I think on a on a world stage to have a have a, a signature iconic celebration in, in, in sort of the context of everything that was going on. I'll put that Amazing. There, yes. So. And that's the thing with yours. There's going to be some I'm missing too. I know I'm going to hate myself. No, but. no, yours. It's like, it's the story. It's all of it together. And like what that moment really signify that makes it special. So I agree with that list. I'm all in. Um, last question for you. I was watching a lot of interviews that you've done, reading a lot of articles that you had been a part of, and you talk about your team a lot, as you should. It's very clear. You love your teammates. You are a team first kind of player. So I just wanted to give you the moment to talk about you because I want to know what you want to mean to the sport and what you feel like you have meant to the sport up to this point. I mean, that's tough. I don't, I don't think I get to decide what, what I mean to the sport. I feel like I know what the sport has allowed me to do and the vehicle that it's been. And I feel like I always have to say we in this because being on this team and having this platform and of course, I mean, I always say I I made made the choice to sort of leverage America against itself because Mm -hmm. there's like nothing that America loves more A than America. America loves America more than anything. America loves (laughs) sports and America loves winners. And America loves like brash, 
arrogant people. And so it's like, it's all here. And to do it in my way and to really have the ability to leverage it for good. Um, I mean, I think that's what I'm most proud of and most thankful for in terms of what the sport has allowed me to do. Um, it's also just given me so much opportunity to do what I feel like is really my life's purpose. I feel like I'm this messenger type person. Um, so much of what I say is not just what, what I made up or what I'm saying. I'm speaking with people. I'm speaking on behalf of people using this amazing platform to, to do that and continue to push for change, whether it's black lives matter or trans rights in sports or, um, LGBTQ rights or equal pay, whatever it may be. I feel like that's the privilege that I have. There's so many amazing things that come with being an elite athlete and being on this level and being as successful as I've been and being as successful as this team has been. Um, I feel like that's the natural balance. I feel like, you know, the natural order of things would be out of balance if I just took, took, took and, and didn't give everything back. And I think being able to see in real time, along with so many other people that are fighting for the same things, whether it's, you know, the WNBA or other soccer federations fighting for, you know, equal treatment or um, the way the NBA has used its platform or different athletes. Like, I think it's really amazing to be a part of this. I know that it culminates in certain people at certain times and certain personalities have a microphone and I've, I've certainly never shied away from the intention. I mean, I have freaking blue hair and I have pink hair. So it's like, no one's up here <laughs> trying to be like, oh, I just You're went like, about yeah, my business hi. humbly. I'm not that humble. <laughs> yeah, I have humility, but I'm not that humble. But I do really feel a part of something so much greater than myself. And so it's it's been an honor and a privilege to be one of the mouthpieces and to be one of you know the people that things have culminated in. I think I just always hope that I've, you know, done it justice and treated it all with respect and, um, you know, left the game in a better place than where you found it. I think that's always really the goal. And, um, I don't, I don't think it's, um, sort of ostentatious to say that we've left it in a much better place than where we found it. And I think that's the, the most important thing to me and the thing that I'm most proud of in my career. What a beautiful answer. I love that. I mean, I know that you know this, but you are so many things to so many people. Everyone is just thankful for your existence. I mean, it's obviously already incredibly easy to root for the USA, but you make it just even easier because I love seeing you do well. You know you're my girl. And thank you so much for your time. I'm sad I won't be making the trip. I'm going to have major FOMO with everybody out there, but I will be rooting here from New York City. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I might see you down there. 